Welcome back to the Can They Do That podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Kathleen Scott, and today's topic is on intakes. Should you schedule a consultation? We're going to talk a little bit with our team about the intake process, what it means, and whether you should do that. Please keep in mind that this is for informational purposes only and not a substitute for legal advice. Director Rachel Kelly, and today I'm joined by the Scott Law Team crew. We have intake specialists Kelly Mosier and Jaden Sprinkle. We also have our attorneys joining us, Gabe Roberts and Kieran Chowdhury. Today's episode is a little different than our previous episodes. We are going to be talking about our intake process here at Scott Law Team and answering some questions that potential new clients might have or provide information of things they may need to know. So first, let's get everybody acquainted with our crew today. Kelly and Jaden, would you like to start off by introducing yourself and what you do here at Scott Law Team? Yes, thank you so much, Rachel. My name is Kelly. I'm an intake specialist. I've been with the Scott Law Team for almost two years. My name is Jaden Sprankle. Uh, I'm an intake specialist here at Scott Law Team, and I've been here for almost a year. So an intake is that first point of contact. That's really when we get all of the information that's needed. Myself and Jaden will go ahead and get a little bit of information from you about what's going on, discuss our consultation process, and then get you set up to have a consultation with one of our employment law attorneys. So it's really the first step to speak with an attorney to get further advice that's needed. Um, Our intake process is designed to be client-focused and client-centered. And so the concept is whatever situation a client finds themselves in, whether they're a current employee or they've recently been terminated, or if they just have a basic question about you know, how this handbook policy relates to them or should they sign a document, they might feel harassed. It's really based on the client's goal and the lawyers are here to help them assist in, in navigating to whatever process they find themselves in. The goal of an intake from our perspective is to be there for the client, to give them advice, assistance and help them navigate their issues, whether it be firing, termination or a current employment situation. And I, what I'd like to do is emphasize how helpful we can be um, during the current employment situation. Once a person is terminated from their employment, there's not a lot we can do to elevate their legal position. It's already happened. But while somebody is still employed, if they come and get the advice that they need while they're still there, we can often advise them on how to improve their legal situation or elevate their legal rights so that in the event of a termination, they might have a stronger position. And that is probably one of the most valuable services that we offer as a firm, particularly to current employees. And I I think there might be a misconception out there by workers who might feel like because they haven't been fired, they shouldn't yet call an employment law firm. So I want to dispel that, encourage folks that that is the time to call, frankly, because there's so much more we can do while you're still working at the company to build a case or to help you navigate through the issue at a company and have been asked to sign a document and you might feel uncomfortable with that document. Um, think of us like urgent care for the employee, right? You, before you sign something, it's a good idea to have a lawyer review that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're looking to sue anybody uh, or maybe you are terminated and you are looking to find out whether you have a viable claim for wrongful termination. Either of those scenarios would be a great thing and a good reason to contact a law firm to get a consultation. In order to get to the lawyer, though, we do need to go through a little bit of a process. It's a brief intake process, as Jaden and Kelly did a great job describing. It really means just making sure it's the right kind of case for us, and also just to make sure we don't have a conflict in going forward. Um, So similar to the medical profession, same way 
uh, a patient is not going to see a cardiologist for issues that they may have with their feet. Um, same way with a law practice, you should consult with an attorney that specializes in that specific field. So for instance, we specialize in employment law. So any employees or employers who may need advice uh, or have certain issues um, at the employment place, they're welcome to make an appointment with us and uh, seek advice from one of our attorneys here. Can potential new clients find out when they're on that phone with our intake specialist, whether or not they have a claim? So Jaden and I are not attorneys, so we cannot give legal advice during that phone call. What we're going to do is go ahead and just get a little bit of background, see what's going on, and then help schedule that consultation for them to speak with an employment law attorney. I was saying, just from the attorney perspective as well, there's also, you know, we do our best to provide a, a full service kind of review of, of what the individual is going through when they reach out to us. But also as the attorneys, we can't guarantee that I can tell you yes or no for sure that you'll have a claim, you won't have a claim uh, during a consultation. Some, some cases, they jump off the page and we can have a conversation about what types of claims you may or may not have. But there are other cases that are going to require more time, more research, more investigation. And so there's no expectation, no guarantee that coming into a situation, the attorney is even going to be able to tell you for sure, yes or no, I say you have this claim or you don't have this claim. Okay, so following on that, we do get a question a lot about our paid consultations. What's the benefit of having to pay for the service with these uncertainties? There's a lot of advertisement out there for the quote unquote free consultation. And it's important to distinguish ourselves um, from those types of law firms. Uh, in that situation, the law firm's deciding whether they want you as a client. That's not what our intake is about. Our intake is about the client and helping that particular individual, whether it be an employer or an employee, to help them figure out what's best for them. And their personal goals and situation will drive that consultation. Sometimes they'll have a great case and we'll offer representation, sometimes on a contingency fee basis. Other times we'll tell them, look, the way the law applies to your particular situation, we don't think you have a strong claim, but they leave the consultation feeling like they understand what their rights and what potential remedies. We're not here to force anything down anybody's throats. We're here kind of as an advisor, a counselor, someone who can help assist them navigate through whatever situation they find themselves in. So it's very client-focused, client-centered. Um, and people, I find, be very satisfied kind of understanding not only the question that they had, but learning a lot more about their overall situation. So one example would be if you have a terminated employee and they're focused on, you know, was I wrongfully discharged? We're absolutely going to answer that question to the best we can, but we're also going to arm them with information on how can they can get unemployment information. What about those documents they signed? Are they entitled to their bonus? Do they have unpaid PTO? You know, all issues that they might not have flagged. So they leave there, hopefully that's the goal, not only with an answer to their question, but with a full overview of kind of their employment treatment while they were employed. And so we really want to do more than just the, hey, is this a lawsuit we want to take you on? It's much, much more than that. It's very client focused and the, the client's goals and questions really drive the consultation. Yeah, because what I would add to that would be one of the phrases we love using around here is that we want to give the Ritz-Carlton level of customer service, right? We want to be the all-inclusive, you come in, you're taken care of, and a lot of times individuals will call in for one issue related to their employment, and because they are talking to a group, a, a law firm, a group of attorneys, people up front who are employment experts who deal with this on a day-in, day-out basis, we'll uncover 
uh, issues that maybe you weren't there, right? A lot of individuals have overtime claims that they don't realize they have. A lot of people may have a retaliation claim when they think they have a discrimination claim, vice versa, right? And so the idea of comparing what we do as a primarily paid intake service versus what other firms may do if they're offering a free screening is that our goal is to completely and fully diagnose any issues you may have um, and see what we can do to help you to the greatest of our ability and maybe not even necessarily be looking just, okay, I spoke to you for 10 minutes. I think you don't have a claim. And so therefore have a nice rest of your life. Our goal is to get you from uh, coming in the door to being set up for whatever the next success you may have in the future is. I, I agree with Gabe and Kathleen. Um, I personally have had um, instances where a client came and you know had an intake with us to see if they had a, a case for retaliation and walked away understanding that the terms of their contract are not enforceable for X, Y, or Z reasons. So we try our best to not only respond to the questions that a client came to us with, but also look at their overall situation and arm them with information so they understand their rights. I think that's the difference between calling a place and getting a paralegal who does an instant screening because the screening is, does that law firm want this type of case versus what we do, which is how can we help this client? We get a full understanding of their situation and to, and to Kieran's point, it's not just limited to what the question they're asking. I mean, how many times have you guys had an intake call in and get scheduled and they thought they had a case and it turns out, oh no, actually have an NLRB claim or actually they have a violation of like, to Gabe's point, unpaid overtime claim. I mean, sometimes clients call in because they're being sued for violating a restrictive covenant. And we look at the covenant and we go, it's not even enforceable. And here are examples of why. And so I, I think that is really a huge difference. You get a lawyer when you call and schedule a consultation and not just any lawyer. You get a lawyer who is skilled and focuses their practice on just employment law. We are not a PI firm acting like an employment law firm employees call. We are a full service focus entirely and devoted to labor and employment law. And so you're going to get that level of expertise here, going to a surgeon as opposed to a general practitioner. We're the surgeons of labor and employment. On the topic of us being surgeons and us having a specific practice, what are some topics that fall under employment law that people should be on the lookout for? Issues that they might be dealing with that they don't know that they're dealing with or things to look for in their contracts, maybe severances? I would say, in my experience, the most common situation that people maybe don't call in for, but that we uncover during this consultation process would be issues involving overtime or anything else involving wages, right? There is a, a misconception that if somebody receives a salary, that automatically means they're not eligible for overtime. That is just one factor to consider, but you can be paid a salary, and depending on the job duties and responsibilities you have, still will be someone who should be paid overtime. And so in my experience, I think a lot of individuals will call in because they believe they've been you know, terminated for some illegal reason, whether it's discrimination or retaliation. And, and a lot of times that may not exist in their situation. However, there could be something else going on that we can get into and, and try to, to help them out with. So I'm gonna turn it over to the intake specialist. What are common calls that you receive day to day so common things that people call in for are things such as like retaliation discrimination feeling like they're in a hostile work environment or they're being treated unfairly at their work environment so there is a large list of topics that people do call in for at scott law team we 
can't give legal representation on that. But what we do is we take down those notes and make sure that the attorney uh, sees what we wrote down. I think to Jaden's point, it's a team approach, right? And so the, the front office is the first step in that team and making sure it's a type of case we handle and they do a good job listening and having empathy and understanding the client's situation, what they're going through and make sure it's the type of case our firm handles. And so they can flag those issues so that when the lawyer gets scheduled and we sit down and have that really focused meeting one-on-one -on -one with the lawyer and the client, we can take those facts and details that Jaden and Kelly provide us with and really go even further, right? Because in a team environment, the whole idea of a team is that you're not just one person, one moment in time. You're really learning about the situation. Um, and the more we know, the more people you talk to, the more times a client tells their story, the more information we have. And that will allow us to give really succinct, accurate, and important advice uh, during that consultation. Now, if somebody doesn't live in Jupiter or they don't live in Jacksonville, where Gabe is, can they still have a consultation with us? Yes, yeah, so we offer full consultations via Zoom or a phone call, whichever the client does prefer. So it is paid upon scheduling. So the day that you call in and you would like to schedule is the day that we do take payment for the consultation. It is an initial consultation fee, so they're non-negotiable and it's um, something that we try and tailor specifically to you. Uh, it is your choice whether you wanna go with a senior associate the managing partner. Um, and if we do see somebody put in a contract or uh, something such as an employment agreement or a severance agreement um, or things that an attorney would most likely want to look over to give you the best advice on, um, we will acknowledge that you do go ahead and go for the uh, upgraded contract review. Where's the line in between? Why would someone need one instead of the other? Yeah, I'll I'll jump in first. I think because that that is a question we get a lot, right? Is individuals who have questions about why they're being charged an additional amount for a contract review, and in general, there, there's two main reasons why. One is when, as the attorney, when we see something as a contract review, we're going to spend more time before and after the meeting with the client to have reviewed that document or whatever documents were sent in thoroughly and have our notes and items in preparation for that call. And then the second topic as well gets to the, the earlier point about sometimes we uncover things that maybe the potential client didn't realize was there themselves. And there are moments during a contract review where somebody is calling in because they have a question about one section of a contract. And because we as the attorney spent time before the call reviewing the entire contract, we may uncover something else to either help somebody in um, negotiating an exit from a company or responding to a claim against them uh, or something like that. And that's why there's that added value of having the full contract there reviewed and letting us have the time and opportunity to take notes on. So you do get what you pay for. You do get what you pay for. And, and so I think a lot of clients who might see billboard ads or say, you know, free consultation might feel like when they call in, they should immediately get on the phone with a lawyer to help review their situation. And, you know, knee jerk, knee jerk lawyering usually isn't in the client's best interest. What's great about the consultation is that we set aside time where we can be 100% focused on you, not reading emails, not thinking about the court hearing we're waiting to walk into and to set that time aside. And if we need a contract to review, and often the contract does dictate the rights, we're going to do that in advance of the consultation and a contract review. So 
I can't emphasize enough that the, the client's issue focuses the, con, the consultation. And so in this scenario, you know, we, we are prepared, we are ready, and we are focused on meeting the client's needs. I do a thing where I like turn my phone off so I can just be completely in that consultation and completely present for the client, um, go where it takes me. I come in with an open mind. I read the notes that they've given the intake team. I read the contract if they've given a contract review. And then we can really have a very much more in-depth conversation so we can give the best possible advice that we possibly can so yeah i think in those scenarios you absolutely get what you pay for now speaking so much about the consultations and the contract reviews and sitting with an attorney it does raise a question of can a client bring in another person to these consultations so within our policy we do discourage bringing in another person to the consultation Absolutely. So Jaden's absolutely correct. We do discourage um, the new client uh, from bringing anyone with them to the consultation. And that's because everything that is discussed during the consultation is protected by the attorney-client privilege. Um, if there's a third party present there, anything that is discussed during that consultation will no longer be protected because there's a third party present. But with that being said, there are also exceptions, of course. There are certain instances where we have clients who have medical issues, who have memory loss issues, and they need a spouse to be present to be able to explain um, certain events and certain issues. And, and in those certain circumstances, we do allow for the client to have their spouse or third party present. Yeah, I think I get asked that question a lot. Why can't my spouse come in? And so while we all for good spousal relationships and good communication and moral support, uh, the consultation does have to be between the lawyer and the client, absent the exceptions that Karen just described. Not to beat a dead horse, but how long is the consultation? We typically schedule the consultations for about 45 minutes. The attorney is going to spend as much time with that new client as needed to help diagnose their current situation, give advice, and help them with the best ways to move forward. Um, it will last as long as needed, but typically we say it's going to be between 45 minutes to an hour. We do block off a, a full hour on the lawyer schedule to make sure we have enough prep time and time during the consultation and also try to leave a little time so we can draft that post-consultation letter. Um, I think 45 minutes is a good estimate. It's no mean necessary in every case. Some cases go longer, some cases go shorter. Um, and keep in mind that if it's a contract review, we're going to have read that contract before the client comes in. So sometimes the contract is succinct and easy and we can we can apply it to the circumstances quickly. Uh, other times it takes a little bit more of an in-depth consultation, but it's by no means a strict, you know, cutoff date. Um, but we will <clears throat> discuss everything related to a client's particular situation, even beyond the contract. Some things might include like COBRA rights. Or what happens? How do I get a reference once I left my job? What are the rules about that? How does this, um, what, am I going to get paid that bonus that I was promised? How does my pay time off work? So it, once we have the client's um, issues outlined, we spend our time addressing them. And we also, there's time for question and answers at the end, just to make sure that we've addressed the concerns of the client and it really armed them with the information that they need to decide what the next step is for them. What happens after the consultation? What are different routes that normally occur what if somebody has an actual claim or a viable claim? At the, at the end of the consultation, the goal is to be able to advise the client on their rights so they can make a decision. Often we'll present them with scenarios. You know, we'll let them know, hey, you have this potential claim, you could bring it, and that's what that looks like. Or you don't have a claim, but here's some information to help you navigate through this termination process that you're in. So 
if they do have a claim, we'll offer representation. If it's an employee, we typically offer representation on a contingency fee basis, which means that the firm gets paid at the end along with the client. Sometimes we do have to access risk, right? So a client may think they have a very strong claim and they may have a potential claim, but nothing's leaping off the page. But we hope that by doing our detailed investigation, we'll be able to unearth and uncover some additional evidence of discrimination. And so if that's the case, and it's a little bit of a risk, we're willing to give our time, we're willing to work with the client. They might be asked to pay like a flat fee on top of a contingency fee. So that's one potential scenario. Um, some clients prefer to just hire us hourly. And so that's certainly fine, uh, but we understand. And one thing I do want to emphasize is we handle both employee cases and employer cases. And we are very sympathetic to somebody who's just lost their job and may not have the ability to pay a law firm. Uh, we do are appreciative of that. And we try to equal the playing field. And that's why we came up with this contingency fee arrangement that allows the client to get a lawyer when they need one and have a reasonable payment for it so that they can get the, the representation that they need to pursue their claim if they need to do so. We never want there to be a barrier to access for people to get the information and the representation that they need. The representation decision is a conversation, right? It's if we're in the consultation with you and determine that there may be something we can do to help you and offer representation, it's typically a two-way conversation of here are your options. I think you may have this claim, or I think you may have this option to pursue this or to respond with that. And we will typically present the options to you of we could do this on an hourly rate where you agree to pay us for whatever time we spend on the case at our typical hourly rate, or for cases where, like Kathleen was saying, we want to be sympathetic to somebody who is going through um, a change in employment situation, you've lost your job or something of that effect, we offer contingency representation for situations like that, where whatever fees we get will typically come out of the back end of any sort of settlement or, or um, you know, monetary compensation gain in that case. But the idea is that the client is involved in that conversation, right? We won't tell you, hey, you're going to do this or you're going to do that. It's whatever works best for the individual client, whether it's an employee, employer, or otherwise who is on the call with us. What is the difference between a consultation for an employee versus a consultation for an employer? Yeah, it's a good question. I have a funny line that I like to tell employers that um, Scott Law teams like Geico Insurance, 15 minutes on the phone can save you thousands of dollars. It's a little corny, but it's true. Um, and I feel like we can be really helpful to an employer before they make that ultimate employment decision to terminate or even to hire or to change their employment policy, because that's when you really need an expert. I mean, I wouldn't ever think about changing a line on my tax return without contacting my CPA or my tax preparer to say, how does this affect my overall tax liability? And with employment law, it's the same. And, and as consultations go, we can really be effective in helping an employer kind of prevent potential claims and identifying what I would call like high risk termination and high risk employment decisions and kind of steer them in ways that can really help them prevent claims coming against them. And to add to that, um, some clients are pleasantly surprised that we represent both employers and employees because in their experience, um, they're used to dealing with firms who are only taking cases um, for employees and other uh, firms that only take employer um, employers as clients. Um, so our firm, because we represent both employers and employees, we have an advantage um, that we are able to see 
both perspectives. So when, for instance, an employee comes and has a consultation with us, we are able to tell them what the other side is probably going to say or how they will defend um, the case. Similarly, for representing the employer, we're able to immediately advise what kind of arguments uh, we will be receiving from the employee's perspective. So I think that is something very beneficial um, and many clients appreciate that. Just to add to that excellent point, our litigation background allows us to tell an employer, like we've litigated cases where a termination has incurred under these circumstances on behalf of the employee. Let me tell you how that's going to play out. And I think there's a lot of street credibility when you surround yourself with a practice area where you do both sides, you come to the table with that really balanced approach to be able to tell someone and give them really true options based on not only what you think, but based on, you know, 26 years of my personal experience of litigating these cases, here's what that's going to play out like in front of a jury. And that is information that is super valuable uh, to an employer. Thank you so much for joining Can They Do That? For everything employment law related, please visit us on our next episode or in the meantime at our website at scottlawteam.com. Until then. <laughs>